This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. presents the Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild play tonight, Holy Matrimony. The starring players... This is Frank Morgan. And this is Faye Banger. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in one of the season's most charming pictures, the 20th Century Fox production, Holy Matrimony, from the famous novel by Arnold Bennett. In starring roles tonight, we find Frank Morgan as Priam Farrell and Faye Bainter as Alice. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in Holy Matrimony. My dear, have you heard? Priam Fall is in London. He's come back to be knighted. Priam Fall knighted? When, Lady Vane? Tomorrow, I think, and high time. Priam Fall is the greatest painter in England. Or oh, the greatest painter not in England. Lady Vale, hasn't he lived in the jungle for years? Just he and his man? Oh, well, he's very shy. A bit eccentric, perhaps. I dare say. But just think, he must be back in England now. Why? He must be in London this very moment. Now, just lie still, Leek. Try to relax. Doctor's on his way here now. Awkward time for me to be ill. Our first day back in London, Mr. Farr. Yes. Well, here. <laughs> here, have a sip of this brandy. A very awkward time, Mr. Farr. Hmm. On the very eve, you might say, of your being knighted. Yes, the court ceremony. I'd better have some of that brandy myself. Mr. Farr, you won't forget to trim your moustache? Nonsense, Leek. You'll do it as usual. You'll be up and about again by tomorrow. I don't think so, sir. In fact, I have a confession to make. Confession? Leek, don't be a fool. Never confess till you feel rigor mortis setting in. (laughs) 
might recover. Not this time, Mr. Farr. I'm done for. <laughs> I know it. Well, nevertheless, I don't want to hear it. I have no intention of facing a future in which you loathe me because once, in a moment of delirium, you confessed to me that you'd kissed the milliner's daughter. Yes, sir. You'll get well if you just put your mind to it, Leek. By tomorrow night, we'll be out of here and on our way to Patagonia. Doctor, are you sure? I think I'm qualified to certify a death, sir. Double pneumonia. He never had a chance. But I... I I don't know what I'll do without him. We've been together so long. He's... He's done so much for me. I'll take care of all the necessary forms. Uh, Where will Mr. Fowle's relatives be found? Well, you... What? What did you say? Mr. Fowle's relatives. They'll have to be notified. Mr. Fowle's relatives? Uh, oh, come, come. I presume you realize that Mr. Farl is dead? Mr. Farl is dead. Yes, yes, of course, Mr. Farl is dead. <laughs> oh, I suggest that's nothing to smile about. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Doctor. I've always heard that Farl was dotty. Possibly it might have been contagious. Good night. Leek, old fellow, I hope you don't mind too much. But I couldn't face those knighting ceremonies, not alone. And when the doctor made that mistake, it gave me such a simple way out. To take your name and you have... Take mine. Only, well, there's one thing. This, uh, this letter came for you this morning. And I thought... Well, I mean, since I'm going to be Henry Leek, well, you'd want me to open it and read it, wouldn't you? Of course probably want to hear it yourself. Very well, then. It's, uh, it's dated Putney. Number 33, Werther Road. And it says, uh, Dear Mr. Leek, I think the photograph you sent is most attractive. I'm glad you're returning from abroad with your gentleman, and I shall be pleased to meet you as you suggest. Yours sincerely, Alice Chalice. P.S. I am a widow of ten years standing. <laughs> oh, Leek, you rogue. And to think you'll be buried in Westminster Abbey. <laughs> oh, Lord, Lummy, what a funeral. Nothing but spells. Fowl was his name. A bit of a painter. His Majesty's in there, you know. And the Prime Minister. Well, this Farrell must have been on the clever side. No, I don't know. The paper says he was cracked. You know that? I read it in the London Times and every... The papers, sir, you're wrong, categorically. How's that, sir? Through the closest possible association, I can assure you that Mr. Farrell was one of the sanest, most brilliant, most far-sighted men of this or any other generation. Here, here, here now, here. No noise, please, no noise. What's going on here? Well, I... Uh, He's drunk, if you'll ask me. Nobody asked you. Wait a minute, you. What's your name? Sergeant, you needn't try to... uh, uh, What? My name? You have one, haven't you? Well, I've, I've... No... At least none that I care to give at the moment. All right, then. Let's go along quietly. But why? What have I done? I've broken no law. I've harmed no one. Good morning, you... Mr. Leake. Is uh, the service over? Uh, stand aside, please, madam. Uh, this Sergeant, man... I'm speaking to Mr. Leake, if you don't mind. 
Madam, this man is drunk. How silly. Mr. Leak doesn't drink. He was simply overcome. I expect with such a loss. Was I? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, thank you, madam. And what loss is that, may I ask? My goodness, don't you know? Mr. Leak was Mr. Fowle's valet for 25 years. But he had no ticket. The more shame on them. After the best years of his life, no ticket. Mr. Leak, sir, why didn't you tell me, sir? Well, I'm um, Mr. Leak sorry. is a very shy man. Uh, what, sir? Well, aren't you? Uh, well, yes, of course. Well, then perhaps you'd better come along with me. Would you? And, Sergeant, you will be more careful next time. Oh, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And you can rest on it, madam. The next time I'll be very careful indeed. It was a long way to bring you, all the way to Putney for a cup of tea. But I thought you'd prefer it to a restaurant. Yes, yes, indeed. Excuse me, but uh, could you tell me now how you recognize me? Oh, you're very like your photograph, Mr. Leake. My photograph? The one you sent me, of uh, yourself and Mr. Farrell. Uh, <laughs> My, but your Mr. Farrell was a little man, wasn't not he? Not at all. I mean, I, I dare say that he was uh, bigger than you think. Well, just the same, I knew you at once. By your moustache. And also your shyness, of course. Oh, yes, of course. You know, I find this all very peaceful. <laughs> it's just that you've forgotten what a home is like, traveling about all the time. No one to look after you properly. Yes. Prime Farl, God rest his great tormented soul, would have been delighted with all this. Well, it just goes to show. What does it go to show, Alice? They all said I'd be cheated if I wrote to a matrimonial bureau. I beg your pardon? I say, if you want to get married, it's no use pretending you don't. There's no shame in wanting to get married. It's sensible and it's normal. But I... And in I... such a case, a matrimonial bureau is a good, useful thing. Quite evidently, you thought so, too. And, well, if anything comes of this, I'll pay the fee with the greatest of pleasure. <laughs> what about you, Henry? Uh, well, I buy dishes. Uh, yes, of course, with the greatest of pleasure. <laughs> Fourteen months now. It's been wonderful. <laughs> Much too good for Henry Leake, I'd say. Two years already. I can scarcely believe it. My, it's nice to have a man around the house. Morning, Aylmer. Oh, morning, Mr. Lee. I, uh, I'll have an ounce of my special pipe mixture, if you please, and my impediments, if it's not too much trouble. <laughs> Impediments, is it, sir? <laughs> well, I imagine that's as good a name as any. Oh, yes, sir. You can rely on me, Mr. Leake. If your wife ever asks, I'll not mention that you leave these sketch pads and these drawing pencils here every day. <laughs> well, it's, it's not that I'm ashamed of them, you understand. If, but if Mrs. Leake knew... Oh, she... you don't have to explain it, sir. Well, I say there's no arm in a bit of drawing. Oh. As long as it's held under control. Oh. 
course, you know where the danger comes in, Mr. Leake. Danger? Oh. In drawing? Oh, I should say. You see, a man starts to draw. Yeah. And first he draws a tree or a notion or something else dead. Dead, yeah. Then he gets past dead stuff. And so what does he draw? What? He draws a dog or a cat or a horse. But that's not the end. Uh Next thing you know, he wants to draw a woman. A woman? Well, why is that so? First. First with her clothes on. (laughs) And then... Well, you can see the position that puts Mrs. Leake in. Yes, of course. Well, um, thank you very much. Oh, don't mention it, sir. Uh, just be on your guard. Mm. Oh, excuse me, Henry, dear, but will you look at this letter? It came this morning. Hmm. Oh, Cahoon's Brewery, eh? I can never understand a letter about business. It seems they're always so... What is it, Henry? Is it anything bad? My dear, it says... Well, in simple words, they aren't declaring any dividend this year. No dividend? Oh. Oh, Henry, that's terrible. The payment on the house is due in May. You mean if we can't meet it, we'll have to get out? Well, now, Henry, dear, you mustn't worry. It's, It's a whole month yet, and... After all, there are other houses. Not for me. This is the house I like. I'm happy here. You know, uh, there's, a, there's a way I could earn some money. Now, Henry, I, I don't want you back in service again. I mean another way, but uh, it involves a certain measure of risk. Nothing crooked. No, 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 no. I was thinking of painting. Oh, darling, you're much too old to be climbing up and down ladders. Not houses, pictures. Now, Henry. Now, let me talk, please. There's something I've got to tell you, a certain explanation. Alice, my name is not Henry Leake. Really? The fact is, my name is actually Priam Farl. Farl? Yes. Wasn't that your gentleman's name? No. But you said... I mean, I'm my gentleman. I'm Priam Farl. It was my valet who sent you the photograph, Henry Leake. He's dead now, poor fellow. But I don't understand. Well, it's really quite simple. It was Leake who fell ill and died. But the doctor made a mistake. Then it's Henry Leake who's buried in Westminster Abbey? That is the somewhat quaint fact. And you've never said a word to anyone? No, to no one but you. You know what, Henry? You're worrying too much. Worrying? Of course I'm worrying. I've been happy in this house. Darling, what you need is calm and peace. And just as soon as you're well again. Great heavens, woman, are you implying... Henry, love, I want you to know I understand. And while it doesn't make any difference to me, please, dear, please don't mention it to anyone else. But it's the truth. I know, darling, of course it is. You blast it all, Alice. I'm not loony. I tell you that I'm prime foul, and I'll prove it to you. Just as sure as my name is Henry Leake. <laughs> Lady Esther has presented Act One of Holy Matrimony, starring Faye Bainter and Frank Morgan. In just a moment, you will hear the Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Act Two. But first, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. I witnessed one of those all too familiar scenes the other day. A soldier saying goodbye to his best beloved. It was one of those sudden swift impressions you get of people as you pass by. Just a fleeting glance and nothing more. 
but I can still see her in my mind's eye as she stood there looking up at him, saying goodbye. The sun was on her face, and her skin had a soft, luminous quality to it, young and appealing. And I thought to myself, that's when you can tell a Lady Esther user, when the sun is on her face, and her skin has that unmistakable freshness and clarity. Yes, when you see a skin that's fresh and lovely at noon, when the light is so bright and revealing, the chances are that you're looking at someone who uses Lady Esther four-purpose face cream. And you can prove it so easily in just two minutes tomorrow at noon. Take a little jar of Lady Esther face cream along with you. And at noon, when your skin is dirt-laden and dingy, and when the light is so sharp and cruel, just try Lady Esther face cream. Try it and see a miracle in your mirror. See your skin take on a look of radiant new beauty and freshness. See it take on new sparkle and life. Just see if you don't walk out and face the world feeling a lot more glamorous and exciting. You see, Lady Esther Face Cream does all these four things for your skin. One, it thoroughly cleans your skin. Two, it softens your skin. Three, it helps nature refine the pores. And four, it leaves a perfect base for powder. Just get the smallest size jar. It's time enough to get the largest, most economical size when you see for yourself that Lady Esther four-purpose face cream is the most beautifying face cream you've ever used. Lady Esther presents the second act of Holy Matrimony, starring Frank Morgan as Priam Farrell and Faye Bainter as Alice. Well, Henry Leake means to prove to his wife that he isn't Henry Leake at all. That he is, in fact, the famous artist Priam Farrell. And so now we find them in the attic of their home as he proudly points to a scene done in oils, colorful and rather modern. There, Alice, you see, I've been working up here. I thought I'd been smelling paint. I strike you. It's beautiful. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> well, just study it, my dear. Oh, well, what? Well, that, that's the Putney Bridge, isn't it? It is. On rather a peculiar day, I imagine. Oh, oh, but it's very nice, Henry. Very nice indeed. Mm. You know, it's a pity you didn't put an omnibus on the bridge. There is an omnibus on the bridge? Oh. <laughs> Alice, about the money for the payment on the house. I was thinking, if I sold this picture... But darling, you can get real pictures by real artists for two pounds apiece and less. Two pounds? Dash it, Alice. This canvas is worth at least a thousand. Darling... I don't want you worrying about the money. We'll get it some way. Listen, oh, please, Alice. Please don't worry. I I'll take care of you. <laughs> Alice, I assure you this canvas is worth a fortune if I can send it to the Oxford Galleries, which I can't. Can't you? No, they've always handled my stuff, you see. And while Mr. Oxford wouldn't know me from Adam, he might recognize this tile. I dare say that would cause a rumpus. Priam Farr painting in Putney instead of rotting in Westminster Abbey. Then, then you'll just forget it, dear. Forget it? I should say not. I showed this canvas to Frawley yesterday. Frawley? The stationer? My dear Alice, considering that Frawley's an ignoramus, now knows nothing about it, what would you think he's offered me for it? 
Two pounds? No, no, more. Much more. Three? I said much more. Five? Fifteen. Fifteen pounds? Henry, do you suppose he's crazy? My dear Alice. Oh, I'm sorry, darling. I'm terribly, terribly sorry. Bless my soul. Maybe it's me. Mr. Oxford, last month for £2,000, I purchased a certain painting from you. That's right, Lady Bayou. Supposed to have been done by Priam Fall. And it was. May I ask you where you bought it, sir? I picked it up from a chap named Frawley. There's a little stationer's shop. Putney, I think. Putney, of course. The canvas was a Putney scene, was it not? Correct. The Putney Bridge, with an omnibus at one end. Correct. Then, Mr. Oxford, may I inform you, sir, that the first time the omnibus ever went to Putney was January of the present year. And since Priam Fall has been dead for three years, obviously he could never have painted that scene. Obviously. If he were dead. But, Mr. Oxford, they buried him. Lady Vale... I am sure that Priam Fall is alive. Well, then you should be prepared to produce him in court. Mr. Oxford, I intend to start suit at once. Yes? Henry, I, I don't like to disturb you when you're painting, but there's a gentleman here. Who... A gentleman? How do you do, Mr. Leake? My name is Clive Oxford, the Oxford Galleries. I've been meaning to look you up for some time. I've happened upon a few of your canvases, and uh, being a dealer, naturally, I like to go to the source. Oh, yes, naturally. And it seems I must have been guided by Providence, mm. just in time to see a new work. Ah, it's exceptional, Mr. Leake. Truly distinguished. Well, thank you. I'll give you £2,000 for it. Oh, Henry, I'm sorry. I, 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 I didn't know the dish was in my hand. Well, it, it doesn't matter, my dear. £2,000, Mr. Leake? Uh, thank you. It's not for sale. 3000 then. It's not for sale. 4000 I've told you. For well, five. Well, it's, it's insanity, of course. But, well, under the circumstances, I suppose so. Fine, fine. I'll pay you for it when you bring it to the galleries. Uh, shall we say, uh, tomorrow? Well... Henry, 5,000 pounds. Yeah, well, very well, tomorrow. I won't keep you long, Mr. Leake. I've asked you in because I want your opinion on a Priam Fall I picked up recently. Fall? There, there, on the wall. I, I consider it one of the finest falls in existence... I've been offered 5,000 pounds for it. What did you pay for it? 20. I picked it up in Putney. When did you paint it, uh, Mr. Fowl? Leek, if you please. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Leek. <laughs> this is no time for facetiousness, Mr. Fowl. Leek, if you please. Henry Greenleaf Whittier Leek. <laughs> Leek, Fowl, it doesn't matter. Lady Vale is suing me, and I'll not permit my business to be destroyed. Business, business indeed. You've swindled your customer, swindled the stationer, swindled the artist who painted the picture. Worst of all, you've swindled the memory of Priam Farl, that magnificent genius whose dust lies today in Valhalla. At last, I can never forgive you. You're not going to deny that you're Priam Farl? 
Yeah. Not to you. You're much too clever. Ah. But if you think I'll admit it to anyone else, sacrifice my peace and happiness simply to save your wretched business, you're very much mistaken. Oh, well, I tried. Arthur. Uh, all right, Arthur. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Farl, I believe. You believe incorrectly. Mr. Leake. That's better. Then I have a subpoena for you, sir. What? In regard, Vale versus Oxford, sir. A witness, sir. Oh. Uh, thank you, sir. Good day, sir. Lord and gentlemen of the jury, as counsel for the defendant, Mr. Clive Oxford, my first purpose is to prove that Priam Powell, however shocking the revelation, is not dead. I will prove that not only is he alive, but that he can be positively identified. Therefore, I ask the witness Priam Powell, second cousin, who was his constant boyhood companion, did uh, Priam Powell have any distinguishing marks on his body? Yes, sir. He had two prominent moles on his chest. My lord and gentlemen, I have proved that Priam Fowl has two moles on his chest. I now ask the witness who calls himself Mr. Henry Leake to prove that he is not Priam Fowl. You mean disrobe? Never, sir. Either in whole or in part. My lord and gentlemen, this witness insists that he is not Priam Fowl. And if he is not Priam Fowl... He's Henry Leake. And if he is Henry Leake, then he is a bigamist. Gentlemen, his first wife, the mother of his three children, is present in this very court. Alice. Alice, this is terrible. Terrible. If I'm Henry Leake, I'm a bigamist. If I'm Priam Fowl, it's goodbye to Putney. All the things I love. Not necessarily, my dear. You see... Will the second Mrs. Leake please take the stand? Madam... Under what name did you address this man at the matrimonial bureau? Leake. Under what name did he marry you? Leake. Under what name have, uh, have you lived with him since? Leake. And what, in your opinion, is his name? Priam Farrell. <laughs> well, after all, he must be. He paints so beautifully. And there are two very prominent moles on his chest. <laughs> order, order. Alice, Alice, how could you? This means the end of everything. No, my dear, it's just the beginning. The beginning? We're sailing tomorrow night, my dear. I've bought two tickets to Patagonia. You have? Patagonia? Well, that's why... But I... I've just bought the house in Putney. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Morgan and Miss Bainter, for your delightful performances with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players. Mr. Bradley, with Christmas coming on, we feel more than ever privileged to be invited here. Christmas and all the rest of the year will be so much happier, we know, for so many people, because of the magnificent work being done by the Motion Picture Relief Fund, County House and Clinic. Mr. Morgan has something to say to you, but first a word from one of America's foremost beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Painter. Women tell me I ought to talk more about the great convenience of Lady Esther four-purpose face cream. How easy it is to take a little jar along and use it before a luncheon appointment. They say it gives them such a wonderful feeling of freshness. Makes them look and feel so much gayer, more vital and alive. 
to use Lady Esther face cream before going out and meeting people. Well, you see, with this one cream, you do four exciting things for the beauty of your skin. Just think for a moment what that means. All you do is rub Lady Esther four-purpose face cream on your skin. Wipe it off. And in that single operation, you, one, clean your skin, two, soften your skin, three, help nature refine the pores, and four, provide a smooth, perfect base for powder. That's why millions of lovely women now use no other cream or lotion for the care of their skin than Lady Esther four-purpose face cream. And that's why so many women carry a small jar of it along with them to use in the middle of the day when their skin looks a little faded and dingy and when the glare of the sun is so cruel and revealing. Try it yourself and see living proof in your own mirror that you look different, that you look younger, more glamorous, and more exciting immediately after using Lady Esther four-purpose face cream. And now, here again is Frank Morgan. I know that most of you are rushing around these days trying to fill out your gift list. I have a suggestion that will answer your Christmas gift problem perfectly. I call it the present with the future. Because when you give it to one person, you're actually giving at the same time to all our fighting men, to the nation as a whole, and to all the people of Axis-occupied Europe. The present with the future is a war bond. And because we all have a personal responsibility to make our gifts as purposeful as we can this year, give war bonds the present with the future. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present The Youngest Profession. It will star Edward Arnold, Virginia Weidler, and Jean Porter. Be sure to listen. Frank Morgan can now be seen in Thousands Cheer. Faye Bainter can soon be seen in Cry Havoc, both Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer productions. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. For economy's sake, get the largest size of Lady Esther four-purpose face cream and the larger size of Lady Esther face powder. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther. Thank you, and good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>